Okay, so I don't really play music per se. I mostly play mood. You know, that was uh, the victory piano, you guys. We play after every week we win here. Gambling for shoes. But yeah, I don't really play music. It's most like, you remember, uh, did you guys ever see? Good God. Smoking weed and using electronics is uh, whew, really a poor combination. Um, but the movie, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the guy plays the, the lead, uh, Jason Siegel. He plays music for a living, but he only plays like mood music for like Law and Order. Whenever something bad happens, he plays, just plays like a noise that makes you have an emotion. I could do that. Real music, no. But uh, whatever I just played, that's, <laughs> I call that uh, uh, Anxiety. That's the name of that song I just played. Uh, it's my neighbor's favorite. It really sounds like, I bet they think something is coming to get them. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you guys are welcome. I hope uh, I'll put that one on on uh, iTunes. Maybe I'll put that on my album. <laughs> but uh, yeah, gambling for shoes. Wow, a, a really, a, truly a, a fun weekend. I vowed uh, to never bet on the Bengals again. Okay, or bet against the Bengals again because I bet against them uh, in that Titans game, and I really felt like a dirty, rotten bastard. Because there's a there's a little magic in this city, and uh, I hadn't bought in. But then watching the Chiefs game, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like the the sports miracle that people make movies about. That's that's what's happening right here right now. Uh, you know, 31 years they they won four games last year, and now the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. And by the way, the Bengals are winning the Super Bowl. I, I don't want to be too much of a homer. Alright, so I'm gonna I'm gonna chill on that for a second, but I will talk about it. I do think that the best betting opportunity in the Super Bowl is with the Bengals. Uh, but also emotionally, holy shit, this is a this is great. This is so cool to be a part of it. Like alright, so the Chiefs are kicking the shit out of the Bengals in the first half. It looks exactly like it did in the first in, in the first game when they, they were up fourteen, I think, at halftime. This one, they were they entered halftime at I think it was twenty one to three, eighteen points, and just like you're watching it and you're like, fuck, this looks bad. This looks real like we are on life support here. But then at the end of the at the end of the first half, the Chiefs uh, did a very chiefy thing, and that was they they really kind of took their foot off the gas. They had a, an opportunity to kill the Bengals if they scored a field goal or a touchdown with, the, with that five seconds left in the, in the right before halftime. The game's over. You know, the Bengals are going to run out of time to make this comeback. Uh, but the Chiefs, because what they are, dude, the, the Chiefs are are arrogant. All right? They're a little too aloof. You know, they kind of got that same shit that the Packers have, the Aaron Rodgers. Because I, I very much believe that whatever your quarterback is, that's what your team is. You know, your the team develops a, a its attitude, its aura, <laughs> if you will, uh, based on whatever that quarterback puts out. And I just think, that Aaron Rodgers kind of has an aloof vibe, and the Packers do too, and that's how the Chiefs. Do. I heard I heard someone talk. I think it was maybe AJ Hawk, a guy who played for, uh, at Ohio State and in the league for a while. He said, um, "I don't know who it was. It doesn't matter." A guy who does sports things for a living said that the Chiefs like only like to win games how they like to win games, which is them scoring fifty points up your ass in a shootout. 
But once the game changes their tempo, they don't necessarily want to adjust. And that's what happened. So, like, they just thought that in the second half, they're like, oh, we'll just go score 30 more points and we'll win. That's just what we do here. And that's uh, not what happened. The Bengals changed. Props to the defensive coordinator. Who Now, people are like, what is his name anyway? Oh, my God. I don't even know what it is. I'm not even going to look it up because the more I, don't want, I don't want people to know about him. You know? Stay here. We got something good going on. So, the Bengals, they come back and win the game. And I was in, I was in true despair for the first half. I was like, fuck, dude. They're just... Because I bet on them. And it, it, what I feared was that they were just going to get... They would be simply outclassed. The game was going to be too big for them. They're just, they've come a long way, but they're just not ready. And the, and, the, and the Chiefs, they've been here before, and they're going to know how to take care of this. But, and that, that's what the first half looked like. But then the second half looked like what I also thought was going to happen, and that is that the Chiefs would be arrogant. They would kind of take their foot off the gas. Uh, they would maybe be you know resting on their, on their laurels after the big Buffalo win and get a little complacent. And that, that little sliver of hope gave... It would be like... Uh, it'd be like if... It was. It felt like if it was like a boxing match, and like in the middle of the match, you know, the Bengals are getting their ass kicked, and right, right in like the eighth round, when things are they like they get knocked down for the second time, they get up off the mat and they hit the they hit the Chiefs right in the jaw. Chiefs go down, and it's like, oh shit, the the fight has changed now, and that's that's what happened. They left the door open. The Bengals made some adjustments, and they they came back and won the game. It was, it was beautiful to watch. Beautiful to be a part of. I was with friends. We were at a bar. I didn't even care about the bet. So I, you know, I'm going to be betting on the Bengals uh, this week for for the. How the fuck could you live in Cincinnati and not bet on the Bengals or to, and bet on the Rams? You know, like Jesus Christ. I, I, I don't know. This Bengals team. It feels it feels a little different. And I, I look. I'm susceptible to to getting a. What swept up in, in this mania, but uh, I'm definitely invested. But I, I've watched all of their games, and like, dude, Joe Burrow and crew, they do well against good teams. They didn't have a great, the toughest schedule, but you know, they almost beat the Packers at home. They've they've now beat the number one and two seed in the AFC. Like they're they're legit. Like they can't you can't say oh they're young or they're not ready. They're definitely ready. So. I'll get to that um, more in a second in terms of who who we're betting on. I'm not the Super Bowl's two weeks from now, so I'll be making one bet um, in those two weeks. I'm not. I don't have something to bet on this week. Probably best to take a week off, even though we we are we are heating up. I will say, but uh, so this Super Bowl matchup uh, is an interesting one to me. I'm like, who the fuck could root against the Bengals at this point? Like objectively, because who care the Rams? This this team that just built the five billion dollar spaceship fucking stadium. The Rams who've who've rented out most of their talent, you know. The Rams, who have the most the most anxious coach in the world, <laughs> that guy makes me nervous. I was texting with a friend about him, and we were just kind of laughing about how high strung Sean McVay is. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure he jacks off at halftime." 
you know, to just kind of, you know, he tells them, he tells everyone he's meditating, but he's in there decompressing, uh, with, you know, some dirty movies or something. I've, I've tried to talk about this on stage, but I think it was just one of those things that was, I <laughs> saw so if anyone's listening for the first time, it's uh, hi, I'm Jack. I used to play professional baseball. And now I do stand up comedy. I had a foot fungus and I had to get rid of shoes. So I'm now gambling to get new shoes. Anyway, this is a podcast has ad reads. In case you were wondering, like, is this just some fucking guy in his bedroom doing this because he has nothing better to do? Uh, that is the case, but we got we got real commercials, okay? Corporate interests are at play here on the Gambling for Shoes Network. I'll give you an ad read in a second. Uh <laughs> But I, yeah, that, I'll give you a peek behind the curtain. So I was texting with a friend. I said something that made me laugh. Sean McVay probably jacks off at halftime. I was like, is that good enough to take on stage? And it's like, maybe. But everyone's going to have to know who Sean McVay is, which no one does. I don't even know if anyone does. Anyone outside of you know Rams fans. And how many Rams fans are there? 13? It's just the celebrities. <laughs> but I, so I, I, I tried it on stage the other night and uh, in a real, real low stakes setting. It was like in a bar with like five people. So it's not, it's not really a laughing kind of environment. It's just kind of a, it's mostly a sad, sad place. But for some reason I feel comfortable in settings like that. I don't know why something happened to me, but I don't think it's, it's really a joke worth exploring, even though it is kind of funny because he does look like a very anxious person. Like he may be developing Tourette's. I don't know if that's how that works. I don't know if you if you are born with Tourette's or if you're like uh, you just develop them with anxiety, and by the time you're seventy, you're like or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to go too hard on Tourette's people because then people are going to be like, "Well, you're going to have kids one day, and they're going to have Tourette's," and I'd be like, "You know what? I might be okay with that." It would be funny. You know, because you would have no choice but to laugh if you're out to dinner with your with your kids and they're like, mm, robot sandwich. Olympic pancakes. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea how that works at all. So if anyone is listening to Tourette's or listening to this, they have Tourette's. Um, you know, you can probably take a joke. You have no choice but to laugh at that. I hope I have kids with Tourette's. Are you kidding me? It'd be the funniest shit ever. I would be I would be the best comic I have at a reality show. No doubt. And I would be wealthy because people would love to see what all my adorable Tourette's having children have to say. Because that's, that's what humor is. It's all about surprise. And Tourette's uh, seems like it's about surprise. Someone told me that like Tourette's is like hot on TikTok right now. Like it's like a trending thing, so it's like I, even though I feel you, you may feel uncomfortable with me, just throwing punchlines at a a disorder, but someone said that like Tourette's are like hot on TikTok. I don't even I don't even know what that means, but I did hear that, so uh, I guess it is more culturally appropriate to bring it up. I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I just lost the uh, five million listeners we have here. But uh, anyway, shout out to, to everyone who's got Tourette's. Uh, you can come on the podcast and educate me on what it, what it's like to yell out random shit whenever. Um, because that's kind of what I wish I could do. 
Um, <laughs> what in what in God's name is happening? We were just talking about the Super Bowl. Sean McVay has Tourette's. That's what we were talking about. Uh, one thing, I so I I don't like this Rams team. Like, I don't like. So I don't like the fact that it's they've rented out some of their best players. I don't like Odell Beckham Jr. because even though he's he's talented, I just feel like I feel like he is very much like for the cameras. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of dancing. I, look, I was, look, he is he's a very he's a very good athlete, and I don't like to come down on athletes because I used to be a professional athlete that no one knew about. I wish I was Odell Beckham Jr. I wish. I could do cool dances and the internet was flooded with all of my cool dances and my cool hairstyles and shit. I wish I could be that guy, but I'm not. I'm the guy talking about that guy, uh, which automatically makes me a, you know, more or less a loser. That is true. But I will say, (laughs) I will say, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think the Rams are kind of happy to be there. The Bengals, I think, are a little bit on a mission. Kind of like those young Patriots teams, but I just, I just, you just watch Odell Beckham Jr. It's like, is that the guy? Is that the guy that you want on your on your team in the Super Bowl? You know, he has a brand that he's protecting. Like after they beat the 49ers, Debo Samuel, a star player for the 49ers, he's on the sideline crying, which I also happen to think is kind of for the cameras. Like, get your ass in the locker room. I know maybe I am a, I have no empathy, which is possible. But I'm just like that. You would you be doing that if there were no cameras there? You know, if that was guaranteed to be totally uh, anonymous, no one knew that you were on the sidelines crying extra time. And then Odell Beckham Jr. comes over and like hugs him and like gives him these big. It looks like he's really saying, you know, these nice things. Like, hey, keep your head up, shouty. I, I don't know. What he, I don't know what he talks about. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And then he's like, yeah. And they're like, oh. And I saw this all over Instagram. People are like, oh, look at this awesome moment. And I'm like, that was... If if Debo wasn't for the cameras, Odell Beckham going over there and consoling the guy he just beat, that was for the cameras. And it's just like... And I think uh, that whole Rams team is kind of like that. You know? Like, I, I saw Aaron Donald giving this big, big rah-rah speech uh, to beat the 49ers. Like, right before the, fi- the 49ers turned it over or something like that. And it did work. But I'm like, your team shouldn't need a fucking rah-rah speech in the fourth quarter in the game before the Super Bowl. You know, against a team that you haven't beaten in like three years. Against a quarterback that is like kind of middling to good. Like you shouldn't have to be like, alright y'all listen up. We got fucking, we got got one game baby. We got to do it one time. Let's get a stop. Like I just, I don't think. You have to do that. So I, I just, I don't know, man. I think the, I think the Rams are very, very talented. Okay, and they are a bad matchup for the Bengals on paper, but philosophically, uh, in terms, uh, in ter- anatomically, spiritually, uh, metaphysically, I just think that the Bengals are on a different energy right now. And I know that there aren't any numbers to to back that up. This is just me being a a mark ass fan, but I just think that uh, the Rams are probably happy to be there. Stafford, he said that when he got traded, he just wanted to play meaningful games, and he's done that. He didn't say I want to play in the Super Bowl, and I do think that that there is a there is a 
maybe a subconscious mindset at play here with the, uh, these Rammies. I don't know. I, you know, I think LA's just thrilled to have it. It's the new stadium. You know, this is best case scenario for them. They, they don't have to win, you know. But I will say, I think all the pressure is on the Rams. You know, it's in their home. They got Stafford. That, you know, he's getting older. They may not. He may not be as good next year. Von Miller is old. You know, uh, they have some weaknesses that could be exposed. Like they're all in. Like they they have like no draft picks for like the next ten years. Their cap situation is a nightmare, from what I understand. Like they have to win this game. All the pressure is on them, and I think that's going to play into the Bengals' hands because I think the Rams are going to make a couple mistakes. I do because I have never played football. And I know this shit. <laughs> One thing I do know, I, I I don't fuck fuck a Rams fan. First of all, who are the Rams fan? Rob Lowe. <laughs> who is a who is a Rams fan? Share? Does Share love the Rams? I saw uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was at the the last game, and uh, he was in a box. Uh, of course, <laughs> where else would he be? Uh, he was in a box. And he had a mask, but it was he was down. It was like on his chin, and he was talking like you know pretty close to a guy. They're having drinks or whatever. And in my mind, at this point, if you if you're wearing a mask like that at this point in the game, it means that you're still concerned about COVID. And if you're still concerned about COVID, then why would you go to the largest gathering in the world that day? You know, if you're that worried, maybe stay home. Maybe you're like, you know what? Crowds aren't for me. Maybe I won't go to the largest organized event on the planet. I don't, I mean, so that Rams game, Rams 49ers probably had what, 80,000 people there, maybe 100,000 tops. What gathering was bigger that day? By simply going to that game, you're saying this game is more important <laughs> than COVID. I'm more, you know. Let's, let's stop. DiCaprio, quit acting, huh? I know you're used to it, but quit. You can you can quit, you know. And scene or cut. There we go. Uh, cut. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's see. How many? We either gained or lost followers. People are going to be like, "Where's my Joe Rogan's lovers at?" You know, that was a Joe Rogan take. Maybe. Whatever. Um, I've I've never listened to a Neil Young song for whatever that's worth. Um, for anyone following that saga. Isn't the news just dog shit? Like it's just it's just a it's just floods a diarrhea flood. <laughs> Man, I, I should uh what's is CNN hiring? Can I get a let me get a segment. I, I say words like diarrhea. I I, I am sensitive. I, I know I, I speak about illnesses like Tourette's with, with high, high intelligence. My dad's a doctor. Anyway, let's get to the shoes this week. All right, we're I'm going to talk about the shoes, and then I'm going to talk about the pick, which has already been made. Some of it will be redundant, but uh, I got to do ad reads too. You know what? All right, today's episode of Gambling for Shoes. Your show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. 
That's literally what it says. Not social media, just on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink. Spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Yeah, man. Who knew? Who knew capitalism could be so much fun? Anyway, uh, that was an ad read. And speaking of uh, commercialism, uh, big announcement: the shoes this week are are the reason why the podcast exists. I saw them and I was like, I couldn't wear those. No fucking way, dude. And they're way too expensive. However, if I could maybe buy them with money I won for, say, betting on the Super Bowl, then I would feel justified. And then, voila, what if I created a podcast which helped me get rid of all my shitty fungus shoes so I could get new cool shoes like these? Uh, Holy shit. Okay. These shoes, they're from Koi. K-O-I-O dot Koi. Koi. Okay? Everyone knows this brand. Alright? <laughs> These shoes are called the Capri. Alright? And the color is lavender. They're like suede purple things. And uh, I've been dreaming about them. You know? Like I said, the reason why this podcast exists. I think I'm going to die in these shoes. You know, I, I I feel so drawn to them that I'm going to have a... My, my private plane is going to get shot down and I'll be wearing these. Very fateful. And I'm going to get them. You know why? Because I'm betting on the motherfucking Bengals come Super Bowl Sunday. Now look, I don't, I don't want to be a homer, you guys. All right, and now, and I, you have to, you have to understand. I am a recently converted believer. All right, because I was watching that first half, and I'm like, see, 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 this is it. You know, they they were lucky to beat the Raiders. They squeaked by the Titans, who had to play a terrible, terrible game in order. But you know, then they 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 they're now they're down here in KC. It's like they're just they're just not ready. They're not ready. It, it's okay. They're going to be good, but they're not ready. But they are ready. That's the thing. They're ready. Somehow, something has happened. Something strange has happened in the universe. They're ready to do it. Joe Burrow is great against good teams. His record, look it up. I don't, I'm not going to look it up, but against the spread, against like you know uh, elite teams, he already has compiled a great record. Uh, I think uh, when he's an underdog, he's like 6-0, and uh, straight up winning the game. So it's just like... I'm not, I'm not betting against that. You know, I feel like Stafford uh, is a journeyman who's going to be just just thankful to be in the Super Bowl. Okay, and this is going to sound mean, but he's never really won shit. Now he could win the Super Bowl, and Matt Stafford's cousins who listen to this podcast are going to be like, "Man, you fucking need to lay off Matty boy. He's fucking who's the loser now? You got the podcast that nobody listens to. Who's the loser now? Huh? Our boy Matt. But I, I just <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he's got it in him, bro. I know Joe Burrow does. It's He's very young. He may make a mistake. I, there is a chance that the Rams just overwhelm the Bengals. 
the entire game with, and they wear them out with their defensive line like the Titans did. And they match up better man to man because they have better skill position defenders than the Titans did. And Joe Burrow and company like can't move the ball and they lose the game 27 to 6. That's possible. You know, and the shit that we've been expecting the Bengals to fall on their face because they're kind of getting by on some luck, whether it's maybe it's a call here, a weird whistle there. You catch the Titans at a weird moment to where Henry's not really ready. Then you catch the Bills maybe whenever, or you catch you catch the Chiefs after a huge letdown, after a huge like catharsis moment after beating the Bills, and maybe you catch them flat-footed. There is all that, but the fact is they're, they're still winning games. And in a tight ball game, how do you not like Joe Burrow and Evan McPherson? I mean, like, people talk about this Bengals offense and how elite it is. That's not true. All right, they're not a forty-point-a-game kind of thing right now. They're they're playing. They're going to win the game however they can. They've been so one thing you, that I don't think people understand about the Bengals. They're very flexible. All right, they can win. They can hang in multiple tempos. You know, if the game is a shootout, they can hang. If it's if it's a grind them out like low-scoring thing, like in Denver. Uh, like with the Titans, like that, what kind of that second half with the Chiefs was, they can do that too. They're comfortable in all game environments. And to me, I like that flexibility. The Rams, they're front runners, man. They can't run the ball. All right. So if they're not throwing the ball and scoring touchdowns left and right and killing you with Aaron Donald and Von Miller, I don't know. Are they going to be able to make adjustments? The Bengals have shown they've been able to make adjustments. The Rams, I don't know. And personally, I can't, I can't forget watching them because I bet on them when they played in Baltimore uh, towards the end of the regular season and Baltimore had their backup quarterback in who was good but he's still a backup quarterback you know and the the, the Ravens defense was totally depleted uh, you know injury riddled and the Rams like needed they pulled that win out of their ass they really really struggled and I just I don't know I am I, I'll, next week I'll have some more stats to support why I'm going with the Bengals but this week is just sheer emotion and gut. I've already bet on them. I saw the line. It's at four. And I was like, you know what, dude? I, th- I thought the line should be three. Realistically, uh, realistically, now this may be, I may be revealing a bias here. But I thought the Bengals, uh, you know, this line should be, I thought maybe Rams at one. Rams favored by one. That's probably how I, how I make this game. Uh, but it's Rams favored by four. Some places four and a half. The line opened at three and a half and it already ran off. And I'm like, dude, I, I once once the Rams won, I was like, if the Bengals are anything more than three point underdogs, I'm taking the line immediately. I I pulled it up, it was four, and I was like, bam, you know, all, all the money I won, I immediately put it on uh, that line. I'm probably gonna do some more shit with the game because I I, I feel good here. You know, there, like I said, there's a chance that the Bengals the Bengals, you know get outmatched, but they, the Bengals know that the Rams have a good defensive line. They know Cooper Cup is going to be good, you know, like how are the Rams going to sneak up on, you think the Bengals don't know that Aaron Donald is going to try to kill Joe Burrow. They'll, I'm confident at this point that they have a game plan ready and adjustments ready. That's what they've shown. This is a very... As someone who has a high respect for the Patriots organization, the Patriots organization, like I fucking work for them. But what they did, I, I you have to appreciate that amount of winning. And they do a lot of intangible stuff, like stuff that can't be measured. 
And I, that's kind of what's going on here. So Tom Brady was a 14-point underdog in his first Super Bowl against the Rams. And now Joe Burrow is a 4-point underdog against the Rams. So I don't know. If you're into that kind of shit, that's an interesting parallel. Because um, I definitely think you know the NFL can't wait to replace Tom Brady with Joe Burrow. You know, like, expect the Bengals to get a couple of calls. I'm, I'm comfortable saying that. The NFL wants, wants the Bengals to win. They don't give a fuck about the Rams. They, they can keep the, Ram, the Rams relevant. You know what I'm saying? That's no big deal. They, got, they have all the budget, all the star power, yada, yada, yada. But having someone like the Bengals become relevant, the Bengals becoming the Patriots per, like that, that, that's something they're interested in. So expect a couple calls to go the Bengals' way, which I have no problem with. Um, <laughs> that would be great. But it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a very good game. It's I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. It's we're in for a fucking nail biter. And in those kind of situations, I'm betting on the pedigree, baby. Joe Burrow's got some. Ooh, ooh! Everyone talks about a swagger and how cool he is, and that shit is real. It is real. It's almost like he. It seems like he's doing a bit. Like he's like leaning into it. I mean, he the, with the shit he wears, he's like I'm gonna wear these purple grandma sunglasses and people are going to be into it and he's like now nah, i'm gonna wear this mat this big ass chain this nike chain without irony and people are going to be into it so you, you got to respect anybody rocking it like that that's like you know that's that okay with being themselves dude i love it so uh next week will be a little more technical but just know the podcast was created to get these fucking shoes. And in the name of Joe Burrow, in the name of gambling, in the name of foot fungus, we will win, okay? The Lord wants me to have these shoes because he has to kill me in them, remember? That's the whole thing. That's what's happening. I've seen, I know my future. You want to know how you die? I know how I die. It's going to be in these shoes.